Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers, the minisodes. We are on night three of our eight nights of Harry Potter. We're digging into the Prisoner of Azkaban. I hope you all are doing wonderful. I'm just going to go ahead and get into the you googled summer. Harry Potter's third year at Hogwarts starts off badly when he learns deranged killer Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban prison and is bent on murdering the teenage wizard. While Hermione's cat torments Ron's sickly rat, causing a rift among the trio, a swarm of nasty dementors is sent to protect the school from Black. A mysterious new teacher helps Harry learn to defend himself, but what is his secret tie to Sirius Black? Well, we discover that the secret tie is that Lupin and Sirius Black were actually part of the little besties crew with Harry's dad. Um, but it was believed that Black was a traitor. We learned throughout the film that Black is indeed not a traitor and had went to prison wrongly accused. And it was their other friend, Peter Pettigrew, who is who they believed that Sirius Black had murdered. But he had, in fact been Ron's rat this entire time. And so Scabbers is his name. Um, <laughs> so this is where I'm going to point out one of my favorite scenes is when it is the big reveal of Scabbers becoming Peter Pettigrew. Um, there is a line of belief Sirius Black points out. He was like, ah, 12 years for a rat, a uh, like a, you know, a really freakishly long time, wouldn't you say? Um, and that's where I'm going to go in with one of my gripes right away is you're telling me that George and Fred had this Marauders map the whole time. And so that means like the previous year, yeah, this is year three. So, so Harry and Ron have been in school for two years. Uh, I believe George and Fred have had the, the map for quite a, a while. So does that mean that they saw Peter Pettigrew asleep and like in, in Ron's bed all the time and they never thought twice about it. Like that was always my main concern and question regarding Peter Pettigrew and the Marauders map. And I don't know if we're ever going to get that answer. And I didn't bother to actually look it up if it was answered. Um, cause either way it'd be kind of fucking weird. Um, cause he conveniently shows up when Harry's looking. Also, the time travel. We get that in this one. It's one of the reasons why I like it, but also as a science fiction fan, let's get real, the way that they're time traveling in this would probably fuck up a lot of stuff. Um, just the fact that Dumbledore felt that giving a time turner to a literal child was a good idea. Now, granted, it is Hermione, and she is supposed to be almost overly responsible. Um... But either way, it's just when you really think about it, you're like, Dumbledore really is like fucking batshit. Because um, that's, uh, yeah, kind of terrifying to think about. Um, but of course, she handles it like a champ um, and is taking extra fucking classes uh, like the crazy bookworm that she is. Um, 
I do like that she has a salty relationship as well um, with the divination teacher. Um, that is uh, a little comedic um, just because it's the one thing that Hermione can't excel in. Um, and I, that's the one thing I do like. At least, at least Hermione is bad at something. <laughs> but that gets to some of my favorite uh, scenes. Um, really dealt a little bit more with the Dementors. I like the idea of them. I think they're creepy. I like the fact that they take joy um, and happiness from them. It seems uh, like, you know, one of those weird messed up things that they do in the wizarding world. So Lupin is one of my favorite characters in the um, entire series uh, in terms of like out of, I guess, like the old school crew. Um, so I really liked him in this film. I always wished he could have stayed the <laughs> Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher um, because he does teach Harry quite a bit. Um, and I do actually like the montage scene um, that he's doing his lesson with the Boggart. It's fun. And then I like how abruptly it becomes uh, more serious for both him and like when it's Harry. Um, so it just kind of shows you how quickly and how dark uh, things can take a turn. And then also... Of course, the next movie is still a little more lighthearted, but as these movies progress, you know, they get more serious and the themes get darker and darker. So I think that kind of uh, shows that in this film, uh, as well as the whole side plot also with Buckbeat, um, all of that. Um, those are some of my favorite kind of scenes, too, is the ones regarding Buckbeat and them saving them and, and what they're having to do. Um, it kind of goes along with a gripe, too, is when Harry's so hell-bent that, like, oh, it's my dad, it's my dad. Um, I get that it's more of, I think, this desperation or, you know, on this idea. Um, but just that that was what he went to was that it was, like, somehow his dead dad. Uh, never made sense to me. <laughs> Um, you also get the introduction of Hogsmeade in this one. So that's just a lot of fun. Um, and you're just really getting, by the third one, I feel like we are like fully getting submersed into this world now. Um, we know Harry, we know the main characters more. Um, we're more familiar with Hogwarts really from the second film. And now we're really getting to know more of the grounds and the things that kind of also exist outside of Hogwarts and the, the wizarding world. Um, so yeah, that was one thing that I did always enjoy about three. I believe the MVPs, though, for this film are definitely Lupin and definitely Crookshanks. Have you noticed I have left out Sirius Black through half of this because I actually hate the character of Sirius Black. Um, never been a fan. Um, I think that he was in love with James is my personal opinion, um, which is fine. But I believe it was more of like an obsession. And you just kind of always get that feeling from him. And it always feels like that's like, you know, who he's trying to make Harry, which they do talk, you know, it's kind of something that they're supposed to be showing throughout the books and with his character. But that's what I don't like about him. Although you're like, well, give the guy a break. He's been like tortured in Azkaban for like, ever, <laughs> like 13 years. Um, still, yeah, I mean, I, it was upsetting, like, in the future, when um, he no longer exists, but I really wasn't that worried about it. Uh, again, uh, he doesn't seem like a genuine caretaker for Harry. Like, I don't think he likes Harry for being Harry. You know, he only likes Harry because he's the son of James is how it always uh, felt and came across to me. So with those thoughts, I'm going to go ahead and um, conclude this little mini-sode of 
Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I hope you will join me for night four, which will be the Goblet of Fire. And as always, you can find us at Filmgazers on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. On Twitter is where you're going to find the Discord link. Um, you can join us there if you'd like. Hopefully we'll see you there. As for me, time to hit the dusty trail. Later, taters. <laughs>